Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. We spend a lot of time talking about how important it is to take care of your mental health. Therapy is an excellent way to do that. BetterHelp is an affordable mental health care option that fits right into your busy schedule. Just answer a few quick questions about your needs and preferences, and BetterHelp will match you with one of the thousands of experienced mental health professionals in their network. You can talk to your therapist over text, chat, phone, or video. You get to pick what works best for you, your comfort, and your schedule. If you feel like your therapist isn't the right fit, BetterHelp makes it easy to switch to someone new at no additional cost. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. BetterHelp is offering our listeners 10% off their first month of therapy. Just go to betterhelp.com slash music speaks to get started. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash music speaks to get 10% off your first month of therapy. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener. Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in whole bean, ground, and even evil single serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code MUSICSPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Like so many of you, we battle depression through life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, share our stories through songs and lyrics, interview musicians and other artists, break down genres, deep dive into band biographies, and much, much more. This is the Woodward Tale Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley, James Cox, and Amanda Dolan. And now, the When Words Fail, Music Speaks interview. Hi, and welcome back to the When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. I'm Amanda Dolan, 
And I am here with James Cox, my uh, co-host, and also with the band Mission Road. Mission Road was formed pretty recently, just the summer of 2021, when vocalist Christina Alexander teamed up with keyboard player and songwriter Elliot Simon. Um, the name of your all's band comes from the street where Christina lived at the time, up on a mountain outside of Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. The band is still based there um, and has joined forces with pedal uh, steel guitarist Chris Thompson, uh, bassist Polly Coconuts, and drummer and percussionist Frank Perez. Mission Road's music is a mix of originals and covers and mostly country music with influences that include rocks, rock, blues, and pop. Mission Road released their first album, All I Want to Say, in December of 2023. The album contains 13 tracks, 10 of which, um, Elliot, you wrote, and yes. um, it is available in all of the places, so please go check it out because they have a really great sound. Aww, thank you. So Elliot, okay, so Elliot and Christina, I want to um, do do something some, some kind of fun with y'all today uh, before we get going with your with your um, career. Um, so I'm going to name two artists, two country artists, because y'all are country, you know, and I figured it's fair, you know. I'm going to name two country artists, and you tell me which one would you prefer to listen to right now. Now which one's better, because they're all good, you know. Oh, okay, so I got Shania Twain or I got Reba McIntyre. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Why? <laughs> Is there a reason why? <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Um, because when I was growing up, and especially when I was in my teenage years, I loved singing along with her song. She kind of like gave me a little bit of more passion to start singing towards country music. Right. Although I, I highly respect Reba and I love Reba. Um, I guess she just doesn't sing the same kind of songs that I would, whereas Shania Twain does. So that's why. And I would rather right now listen to Reba. Yes. Okay. She, she's the queen of country music. Uh, uh, just yes. an amazing um, repertoire of hits and great songs that she's done. And um, she's still going strong. And uh, she's been around a long time. Yes. Yes. Kind of um, like me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been around a long time yeah. too. I've, yeah. Because I, I interviewed a lot of, I, I've, I've interviewed, well, we've interviewed a lot of musicians in the, and the consensus is Reba is the queen of country, always and forever. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, she's just that. She's just so good. So yes, I, yeah. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If if you type in Reba into a search engine, she comes right right up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't deny oh, her voice. You know, her performance just a couple weeks ago at the Super Bowl was pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Um. I mean, who doesn't love singing along to Fancy, right? Like, it's a great song to sing along to. But also, you know, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Like, who doesn't yeah. love singing that chorus as well? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, can't I don't, go wrong with I don't love all of either, either one of the artist's songs. But I think they're all great in their own way and in their own. Because they're, they're com two completely different artists. They have two oh, different yeah. styles. And I, I appreciate both of them. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so so we did the women, so let's go with the guys. I got George Strait on one end and Garth Brooks on the other end. George Strait, baby. Yes, yes. George, George Strait here, too. He, I think he's the king of country. Do you agree? Yeah. He is the king of country, and he is my all-time favorite. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. We, we do. I, when we're playing live, we do a couple of George Strait tunes. Yeah. It's always good. It's always good. My my RA in college, one person asked her one time, if you could go see a concert with three artists, who would it be? And she said, George Strait, George Strait, and George Strait. I'm right there with her. <laughs> yeah. So she I, introduced I, me to George Strait. Yeah, I'm grateful to her. Fantastic. Although I throw in a little Willie there, too. <laughs> oh, Willie is pretty. Willie is great. I forgot about him. And <laughs> I mean, no, because there's so many great artists. You're like, which one do what? You know, I mean, because I, because so, I could have done Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. I could have, you know. Oh, that's another, artists. yeah. I mean, there's so another many great, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, out like where I live, when I go out to where my partner lives in our lake house, um, there's a a liquor store on the side. It has a mural of Willie Nelson an American flag and it says Willie for president. And it just <laughs> brings me great joy every time I drive past it. So how fun would that be if Willie was president? I know. <laughs> what I would say is Willie, please don't get into politics. <laughs> I know. We don't want to know. We just want to enjoy his music and his <laughs> amazing, you know, energy and yeah. personality. So, okay. so the first question is, um, well, I, I'm sorry, man, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you go. <laughs> but um, can you tell us about your history with music before um, you got it? You formed Mission, Mission Road. You want to take that first? Um, I was pretty much a karaoke singer. Yes, I love karaoke. Um, and then at some point, much, much later in life. I joined a rock band having no idea what I was doing, singing rock and roll to songs. I didn't even know the songs. I had to learn the song each week for, you know, next week's practice. We will not play you any of that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but it just reassured me that music was exactly where I was meant to be. And so when that project had ended, um, I I kind of felt like my music career was over because I'm like, I don't really know enough. I don't really know anybody else. And then I, Elliot and I stumbled upon each other. So I, my father, growing up, my father was a piano player and my grandfather was a professional organist. So I came from music and I played several instruments growing up. And your, but, your grandfather put put out a, a record? Too. Two records. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he was a heck of a player. Um, God rest his soul. Mm. And me, I come from a, a music family. Um, my mother was a singer. Uh, she was on stage three months along with me. So you could say I'd been on stage since before I was born. <laughs> so, but um, my dad, <laughs> my dad was a songwriter, and uh, he actually had a couple of top forty hits. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, he, so for he both of you, runs in the family. Yeah. He had a song recorded by Nat King Cole called Dear Lonely Hearts. Yeah. And uh, that was a top 15 hit. And uh, it uh, we we put that on our album. That's 
we have 10 songs on our album, 10 tracks that are written by me and three tracks that are covers. And one of those covers was written by my dad. And it was that song, Dear Lonely Hearts. Mm. So it sounds like you were born into music, Elliot. And and yeah, because I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. well, you were um, pregnant with, I mean, not, not you. Your mom was pregnant with you, so you were born in, into it, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. right. I've got it in my blood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Literally, right? Yeah. Yeah, been doing it all my life. There you and, go. Awesome. So, so, like, just heard one of the ways that you chose one of your cover songs, right? Because you're family written. But how else do you all choose the cover songs that you both perform and then also that, recorded for your album? That's such a great question, <laughs> because on the album, you'll see there's a track called Loretta's Mashup. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we mashed together two of Loretta's, Loretta Lynn's but big hits. Is there another one? <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's right. So um, you want to explain it? You're better at it than me. So we were trying to figure out what cover songs that we were going to put on the album, but we wanted to be very careful about which songs um, that we chose and any song that we did add that was a cover. We wanted it to have some kind of sentimental value. So my mother's favorite song is Blue Kentucky Girl. And Elliot's mama was a coal miner's daughter. Mm. So we figured out like his genius musical brain of his figured out how to come up with an arrangement to come up with an arrangement to do both songs, like smash them together. And that's what we did. And we were shocked at how it turned out. And then Elliot wants to make it a whole lot more difficult for me when he started adding in what four different modulations at least <laughs> so um it turned out very interesting very unique but we're also really proud of that so the the covers that we chose had to do with family mm-hmm. so those are our two moms uh her mom loved blue kentucky girl and my mom was a coal miner's daughter and then there's our cover of crazy yeah yes. Love so family right <laughs> And I chose that song actually because, again, we were keeping the album like friendly. I mean, family. I began singing at a very young age to learn how to sing that song crazy because that was my father's favorite song. And so my whole life, I wanted to be able to sing it properly and give it to him on like a thumb drive or a CD. Here you go, Daddy, Merry Christmas. It's your favorite song. And it wasn't until last year I was finally able to give him that song for Christmas. So and we did it one take in the studio, me just playing nice. piano and uh, her singing it. And I was surprised at uh, how well it turned out. So uh, there were two songs dedicated to our dads and two songs dedicated to our moms. So that's how we chose this, the covers on the album. So, that's really, yeah. I love that story. And, what about live performances? Well, we we try to I see I'm oriented towards classic country, but uh Christina grew up with Shania Twain and uh Gretchen Wilson and uh Wait, but uh, before that, I love the classic Sarah Evans and 
So I, I like uh, the Hank Williams Senior stuff and uh, yeah. Jimmy Lee Lewis and stuff like that. Although but I grew up listening to that, you, you all that of stuff that stuff too. too. Yeah, so that's the roots rock that we do. Um, uh, we do uh, a mixture. What we try to do is represent all the decades. So we even do uh, a couple of songs from the 40s. So mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, thousands. You know, we, we try to... Okay. Everybody. Wow, that's 80 years of music. And when you say 40s, though, I don't think yeah. of it as 80 years ago. So. I know. Now, isn't that amazing? That's, that, that's so so what's, what's your favorite decade of music? 70s, 80s, 90s? I don't consider 2000 good music, really. You know, I don't right. know. You know, well, mine is the 60s followed by the 50s and then the 40s. And yeah. Mine is the 60s. Um, followed by the 90s. Yes. Yes, the 90s. The 90s have great. some great, there's some great 90s music in all areas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but especially country music. That's That was... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, big time. Think, yeah. So. You know, like that 90s period is when it started, I think, to get more like mainstream. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like right with mm -hmm. Shania Twain and mm -hmm. um, even Martina Gretchen Wilson. McBride. Yeah. Yeah, we do a couple of Martina McBride tunes too, because uh, for quite a while that was uh, Christina's. Uh, she looked up to Martina as so mm. it's kind of yeah, like yeah. a model to to follow. So anyway, nice. Christina's got that kind of voice. She she's uh, she she got power. She's got the power. She does. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean you do. I mean you fill in the truth, you know, and then your voice is very good, very good. Um, but I, okay, so here's a here's a kind of um, long, longer question for me to ask you. Um, now, I've interviewed a lot of a lot of uh, musicians, and they say that their their cover songs bring in the fans, and then um, they sprinkle in their their originals. The 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 email I got from you, um, you know, you stated that you were number one locally in and in, in number six in the Washington region. Is it back right. for real? I mean, it's like like when you go to your your local um, bars and you know gigs, um, do, do, do fans want to hear originals from you first or cover songs that you? I mean, that you know of? We mix our originals, a few originals in along with the cover songs yeah. so maybe in a set of 10 songs we'll do three or four originals mm -hmm. but we have a kind of a different approach at reeling people in um we we kind of like don't follow what every other band does especially cover bands we're very unique in our own way we perform the songs that are closest to our heart songs that we can relate to or some songs that will bring back good memories because mm -hmm. I have found that if I can relate to a song, I can perform it much better than a song that I just, I, I can't get. Mm -hmm. So people, when they feel your passion for your music, they're, you're more likely for them to connect to you. But to, to answer your question, um, it, um, people, when they go out, a lot of times they want to hear stuff that they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of like put it together so that um, 
people get the music that they want to hear or that they think they want to hear. And then you mix the originals in. And what we're finding is we're getting as good a reaction to the originals as we are to the covers, which is very gratifying. And if you do it right, that way you can sort of feature and highlight your original music. And eventually what we would like to do, see in the in the bar circuit and the restaurant circuit and the wineries and the breweries, you have to play probably a mix of more than 50% covers. Mm -hmm. And then you can mix in about 30 to 40% of your own original material. But I, our next step, now that we put out the album, is to look to uh, do concerts. So mm -hmm. we're, we're looking to find somebody that can help us book um, op as an opening act for uh, better, you know, better known artists so that we can grow our, our, our uh, audience and we can expose people to our original songs and, and get them out there. Now, so those uh, covers of, sorry, James. No, 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 go, yeah, go ahead. So it was just those covers, people that can come in and sing and be excited about the music. Mm -hmm. That's what brings them in. And then your originals keeps them right. coming back. Right. Because it's special and, and unique. And, and that's how we differentiate ourselves too, because there there are just dozens and dozens, tons of cover bands. And thousands of cover bands and, in the area. And most of them are really very good at what they do. Oh yeah. I, I think uh, if we want to, you know, you know, really get out there to the next level, um, it's the original uh, material that differentiates us. Yeah. Now, uh, Christina, you said you were in a rock cover band at one time. Uh, can you remember which songs that you covered? Um, I covered Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine. Ooh, that's a hard song. Yeah, but that's a good song, too. <laughs> Him and I actually do that song when we're asked to do some classic rock. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Out. Every once in a while. Yeah. Um, um, Black Velvet. You do. We do that one too. Yeah, you do like a great Velvet version of that heart song alone. Yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. But with them, I couldn't sing it. I I didn't have the vocal ability then right. to be able to sing that song. But we, I do sing alone now. Um, what is some okay. of the other ones? You did Miranda Lambert's uh, Gunpowder and Lead. I did, oh. but that's because I, I don't even. Them, you want me to yeah. be a country? You want me to be a rock singer? Or you want me a country girl to be in a rock band? You're gonna have to let me do a couple uh, country numbers. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a given, album. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's all good. Uh, okay, so so aside the fact that that you did not like rock and roll, you do. But I you, do, yeah. You, but I, I I guess your voice can emulate what I mean, because who can do Axl Rose? I mean, it's oh like, no, yeah. I can sing some oh, rock and roll. Oh well, okay, yeah. Okay. I can sing some heart, uh, rock and roll. Um, it's just that's not where my heart is. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. And when I first started playing music, I played uh, the folk clubs in Greenwich Village. You know, oh. quite a few years after Dylan had come through there, and then uh, he was a folky. He went rock and roll. Um, I used to perform as a duo with a woman named uh, Lucy Kaplansky. She's out on a nationwide tour right now um, yeah. with her with her folk entourage. So, uh, but it's an easy step from folk music to country music because country music incorporates a lot of folk in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love like that folk Americana 
country. Like that's my, mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, so I'm curious, Elliot, like you've done most of the writing, right. For this, mm-hmm. who, what writers, right. Because I think like, right. There's great writers. There's also great singer songwriters and then mm-hmm. singers. So what, what songwriters influence you the most? Wow. That's a great question. Um, I take my inspiration from a lot of different styles and genres because the songwriters, you know, like Bob Dylan is a great songwriter, but then so is J.D. Loudermilk and, uh, you know, the uh, um, Bordelow Bryant. And uh, there, there are so many great country songwriters. One of the reasons why I love country music now, Willie Nelson's a great uh, songwriter in his own right. So um, Chris Christopherson, great songwriter. So um, if, you, if you're if you a songwriter, really country music is a place that embraces songwriting more than any genre. I mean, it's the song that's really the most important thing. You go to Nashville, that's where all the songwriters and guitar pickers are. <laughs> so, I think the, I actually country might music more- is so story-based mm-hmm. more than a lot of other genres. I actually might be going to Nashville in a couple of weeks. So I'm, 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 I'm a country fan. I'm, I'll, I'll be going. Are you going to the songwriters thing? I have no yeah. idea. I have in, no idea. My friend, uh, yeah, we're we're going to be in Nashville uh, middle of March with Kate. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, well, I, oh, cool. I I'm going to see if I could go in the middle of March and then I'll you know email y'all and hey, can we get together? Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, that would that would be great. Uh, yeah, um, have a beer or a cup of coffee, whichever. I don't drink, but I can have coffee because I love coffee. I'll buy you beer. How about that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you buy her a beer. I don't drink either. Uh, oh, yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> Um, Here's my coffee right here. There, there you go. We're actually uh, sponsored by a by a coffee company called Bones Coffee. Ooh. If you want to try them out, they got a whole lot of different flavors. But um, Elliot, uh, okay, so you play the keyboard, correct? Yep, and a little yeah. bit of guitar. Yeah. Okay, I, I, okay, so um, but mostly the keyboard. Yes, that's my instrument. Yeah. Okay. So so. When you were growing up, did you uh, listen to a lot of classical music? Because I know, like, piano and keyboard is like right there together. Uh, were you also inspired by classical music, or you just said, "No, I'm going to listen to," you know? I, I did. I was okay. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. I, and um, should I admit this? Uh, sure. My favorite, my favorite composer, place. because it's all keyboard oriented, was uh, mm-hmm. Johann Sebastian Bach. Can yeah. you still play his music? No. I used to play some of the two-part inventions, yeah, but uh, okay. many years. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's a great question, too. Nobody's ever asked me. That. No, that's awesome. Yeah. awesome. I think we always assume that, I know when I took piano lessons a million years ago, it was classical music was what yeah. you were taught. Yeah. You know, there was no, it wasn't modern. Except for in my house, we had in the piano bench, my dad had a Peter, Paul, and Mary um, music book. One of so my influences. Was... Want to talk about, oh, man. They're a great band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, they were my first. 
if we don't count orchestra concerts, mm -hmm. Peter, Paul and Mary was my first like concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went with my, my parents. I think I was like seven or eight. I mean, I was, I was little, but I loved their music because that's what we listened to in the car. And yeah. mm -hmm. my dad played on the piano. So yeah, it was special. It has a special place in my heart. Aww. I, I also think that classical music is the most re relaxing music. So you can take, take your mind off everything, you know, there's no lyrics, just one beautiful piece of music, you know? It makes me sleepy. I appreciate it, but it, it does. <laughs> you are right. You are right. <laughs> I mean, uh, so there are four members in the band. Um, you all two, and we got Holly Coconuts and percussion Frank Perez. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Coconut. Holly Coconuts. That's, yeah. that's, that's not that's his real last name, is it? Cool. No, his real last name is Morgan, but he came up with a cute little stage name for yeah. himself. Yeah. And we all stage names, right? So, yeah, that would be cool. But oh, um, he's, a, he, he's a parrot head. That's what. Th there you go. Right. Yeah. So, um, so when, when you do. Okay. So. Y'all are, uh, I guess it's the quartet, right? That's four. Yes, yes, quartet. Uh, and you're also a duo, you know, you and um, Elliot, right? So uh, when you decide to take the whole band out as opposed to, say, y'all two, I mean, like, do y'all have a, okay, we're going here, so we need y'all two to come with us, or, you know? It depends on the venue. Okay. Um, if the venue, um, if they... If they have a dance floor or if they have the budget to hire a full band mm. and goes the full band or if that's what if, if they want uh country music that's um you know a little more lively then uh we do the band and then uh but we're we're very comfortable performing as a duo or a trio we just performed a, a, as a trio this last saturday at the white horse tavern in harper's ferry went went real well and uh I actually, I, I love playing as a duo and I love playing as the band. I mean, it's just yeah. totally different experiences. There's times where we play as a duo and we kind of sound more like lounge music because nice. that's the, the atmosphere. No, that we, we don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious then, if it's the two of you or three or four, do you do any improv in your music? And if yes, is it easier with just two of you or all of you? Or do you kind of stick to I'm always switching exactly. something up. So it just I, I feel like it just depends on my mood. Elliot does all kinds of improv. Well, when we play with the band, sometimes we'll, you know, trade off solos, you know, and, and uh kind of ex lengthen, expand the song. I mean, not like the Grateful Dead did, but uh, you know, it's like hmm. It, 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 yeah, more like fish, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we yeah, I, I, yeah, fish. That you don't know one song from another. They keep going <laughs> and going and going. They keep going. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah. so you know, I think, and I don't play music. I pretend to, but I feel like with improv within a band, it requires really great communication in a way, like being able to read each other. So, like, how do you all make sure that you guys are on the same page or communicating? What kind of? They usually little... listen to me. But... So, like, I'll tell them, like, which means, you know, play the solo again or, like, 
we I don't know. We just have like an unspoken kind of language on stage. It's amazing. Uh, like the name of your show, When Words Fail, Music Speaks. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you could just feel it. And then mm -hmm. there are times when you can communicate with your eyes. You can communicate with your body mm -hmm. language. And that's once you start playing with people after a while, you kind of get that sense as to what to do and where to go. And mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the great things about collaborating with uh, really good musicians is uh, mm -hmm. you kind of get a sense of uh, wh who, who's supposed to do what where. And yeah. I've even gone as far a couple times where I've changed the lyrics of a song to be like, now slow down boys or you know something like creative that because there's sometimes you play on stages that are really really small and when you have four or five musicians you're packed like sardines in a small mm, right. so okay, it's yeah. kind of difficult it's to hard to turn around, around. so yeah. i'll just say something but they're all paying attention to whatever comes out of my mouth so they just like follow or elliot will sometimes like give certain facial expressions it's just really cool. We have a good group of people. And we rehearse regularly, too. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get a sense of, you know, what to do. So, mm -hmm. so I'm going to same different sort of. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, like, for me, I listen to music and it really is like I can send someone a song and be like, this is how I feel about you or this is how I'm feeling right now. Um. And yet that might not be the same intention that the writer had. Mm -hmm. So like, Elliot, especially since you were the songwriter, does it matter to you if I hear the song the way you meant for it to be heard or you, the story that you told, or is it okay if it's just the way that it works for me and we how it, you know. Conversation. Well, that, that's, uh, that's really a very astute question. And that's, um, you know, when when you write a song or you create something like that, it takes on a life of its own. And so the listener takes it, I, and, you know, I would hope that anybody listening to the song would internalize it and make it their own and how they interpret it and how they feel about it. And the same thing when I, I'm, you know, when I've got a new song and I present it and I, I try not to, although I, I start with a preconceived idea of how I want it to sound. Uh, the musicians have other ideas and oftentimes make, make the song better. Like in the recording studio, we had a drummer who uh, left the band shortly after that because he had family obligations. He had young daughters at home and he had to spend more time with his family. But what he added to some of the songs with his kind of uh, unique drum parts, really, it, it blew me away because at first I hated it. And then I, <laughs> I sat down and I said, you know what, I think, he had, I think he's got something here and I, I shouldn't be so, um, you know, such a control freak. So when, when those kind of things happen... I I know how Elliot works. And so I'm like, just give it time. And he's like, right? Okay, whatever. So I'll, record, <laughs> I'll record a rehearsal and I'll play it back for Elliot a different day. Not the same day. And uh, next day or a couple of days later, I'm like, now listen to this when it's fresh out of his mind and he's yeah. more open-minded. And he's like, you know what? That does sound pretty good. 
it's amazing. Sounds great. (laughs) There is something about being away from like distanced from it or coming back to it. Like when I write or things like that, it definitely. It's like seeing it. Helps to step away. Right. Yeah. It's like seeing it again with brand new eyes and ears, you know, which is always great, you know, because you never know if you listen to the first time, whether you're in the mood or want to be bothered with, you know, you kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, he kind of goes into shock a little bit. Okay. Like, that's not what I wanted. Or is it just like, and yeah, but... then Christina, for you, like you said that you really have to feel the music to mm. sing mm. it. So Elliot's thought doesn't matter as much as how it hits your heart so that you can sing it. And when he's given me all of these originals to learn how to sing, he has been, he's never gone into shock with anything I've done. <laughs> yeah, right. In front of you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very lucky in, in that part um, because he's allowed me to be an artist. Mm. And if I've wanted to, you know, change notes around a little bit or change lyrics or sing something in a completely different style than what he, he intended it to be, he's totally okay with that. And he, he gives me time to play with it and figure out how to sing it. Because again, I sing from my heart and I have been through a lot of stuff in my life Mm. and every song that he's written and given me so far, it's like he wrote my life down. So I've been able to relate to every single one of them and feel the pain as I'm learning the song and feel the pain every time I perform it how I feel, not how he felt when he wrote it, but right. how it impacts my life and I'm sharing my story. And songs are like, I don't have any kids. So the songs are like children. They take on a life of their own and they go out there into the world and <clears throat> make their way. And however people interact with them is a blessing to me. Awesome. So I got a, I got another question for you. Um, so Amanda, yeah, I think likes likes me and Blake because we share music that she's never ever heard of, you know, before, and we always, you know, try to get her to uh, remember the names of the bands because because <laughs> she, she says she forgets them, so it's not, you know, I didn't. Uh, so I just make them text it to me or listen to the episodes again so I can remember. Right. right. But for you all, so we, I'm always looking for brand new bands and brand new genres. Is there like? Do you all share different artists that the other person has never heard of, or you all heard of like all all the artists that you share? You know what I'm saying? I get a daily education. There you go. That's he's a, perfect. He, he's perfect answer. Knowledge of yep. songwriters and singers, and I'm just like, who? Yeah. Who are you talking about? So every day I'm learning that's, about a new that's song. Be, yeah. That's how I feel with them. Is I'm like, I've never heard of them, and then I look them up or I listen to something. I'm like, they are fantastic, and they're so good, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's how I found most of my favorite musicians is actually like from someone yeah. saying, "Here, like you should listen to this song" or mm-hmm. something like that. It's it's a great way what? to find music. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that's so great about Caden, Caden Gordon, is that it, he has, he is totally uh, committed now to finding independent musicians and and helping 
us to get out there and find audiences yes you guys are doing the same thing and Mm. it's just great what you're doing and Mm. uh it's it's so important because they the mainstream music business is uh i don't want to say the word but you know because i want to keep this a family show but it's (laughs) well i i will sort of jump in there so you are a female-led band and in country music especially females did not get as much playtime. we can decide why or why not i think that that is shifting some i still think that it's skewed more Towards male me. on the radio yeah. um not in my playlist because yay that i can make my own playlist not and, my playlist either because i love female but female um so knowing that like female bands, female-led groups, female artists, whatever, especially in country music, are not at the forefront. Who are some of your favorites that are out there now? Maybe ones that our audience hasn't heard. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Ah! I, I love Lainey Wilson. I love Miranda <laughs> Lambert. I love Carrie Underwood. They're, I mean, they're all very well-known. But they're famous. Yeah. They are famous. How about yeah. ones that people don't know? Right. Oh, I don't God. know. I've been too busy like learning, learning, <laughs> learning, right, learning your own music. Oh no, which is great. <laughs> and, and my own music. I'm kind of I I taken like wow. um that, I'm stumped. I've I've taken like a hiatus. Focus so much on our own stuff that I'm really not up to date on. Yeah, the yeah. It could be it could be rock music, country music, any any kind of music, just any kind of female okay. I don't know. I've been in a. I've been in a. No, no I, I. That makes sense because you're in your own. You gotta focus on yeah. your music right now yeah. while you're right. Yeah, creating yeah. and recording, and how do you have time for anything else? I don't know. Well, thank um, you for pointing that out because we we need to. Yeah, there, there's. Um, yeah, because there there are some pretty talented people around here. That yes, are, absolutely. Well, you know. West Virginia has some really spectacular musicians that have come mm-hmm. out of your state right i mean brad oh, yeah. paisley yeah well, and i mean well john john denver yeah mm-hmm. how can we forget him um, I'm gonna, um who are some other I'm, ones i'm going to say a rock a metal band lamb of god came out of rich of richmond virginia well, yeah lamb of god then bill withers and bill withers? Uh, oh yes people. bill withers is oh he's chuck spectacular Berry's, chuck Chuck Berry's keyboard player, Johnny, yeah. uh, Johnny Johnson. Um, you know, it's funny because we just did a Facebook Live and Christina wanted to focus on the 60s. Mm. And during the 60s, so I looked at some of the number ones that came out of the 60s and there were three West Virginians on that uh, list. The Red Sovine. Uh, oh, gosh, now I'm going to draw a blank. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! It always happens to <laughs> little, yeah. little Jimmy yeah. Dickens, and 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 there was one other one. Jimmy Dickens. But anyway, um, to your point, Amanda, uh, the there were only six female uh, out of 130 number ones. There were only six women that had number ones in the 60s. So Christina and I had that conversation actually on air, wow. and she maintains that that kind of ratio still maintains itself today so 
in the 60s, you had Loretta Lynn, you had uh, Tammy Wynette, you had Jeannie C. Riley, and there were like, it was just a handful of women that had number ones in the 60s on the country charts. And, yeah. you know, I'm thinking now, though, I've seen more, maybe it's more on the Americana side than pure country, but females seem to be in like the Grammys and those kind of places getting more recognition for their you know skills and their especially songwriting is somewhere i've really noticed that a lot mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's just because they're artists that i love that i keep seeing or if that's really because there's more speaking of an amazing songwriter writer carol king i can't believe you didn't even mention her oh wow oh she's <laughs> spectacular like, you know, yeah. um yeah. it's so Brandy Clark is one of my favorite artists. Um, she just won Grammy uh, for a song that she did uh, with Brandy Carlisle. Wow. Because um, they're they're both spectacular, but right more on that Americana, I think, side than than country. But Brittany, I'm sorry, not Brittany. Uh, Brandy uh, Clark wrote some so- some really amazing songs. And today when I was at the gym, I heard... Um, why can I not remember her name? It all had anyway, been fan. <laughs> yes, this is what. But right. it was. Um, I can picture her, and I cannot think of her name. But mm-hmm. she, it was a cover, not a cover. It was originally she was the original artist, and then. But I found her like that song through um, uh, the songwriter, and it sounds so different when the songwriter sings versus another artist Mm -hmm. and so you know like christina you're not the the songwriter but you are right there playing with the songwriter so does that give you that same feel of like not that you wrote it but like that you're more connected to it than Um, maybe someone that's never met the songwriter it's very intimidating to sing a song that you know, the songwriter has given you, and especially if you're working with them, because I know that that song came from a different place in his heart, Mm. but he has allowed me the freedom to sing it how I want to sing it. And so figuring out the songs sometimes is tricky. Like I got to figure out, okay, is this a very emotional song or does this need to be a big, bold ballad? Like how, how do I, I hear that song. And so um because there's no cover to refer there's to. There's no cover. I mean, he will sing the song and give me like a little audio of it, but there's zero emotion. There's <laughs> oh come on, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> I mean, he can sing with emotion, but when but he yeah, yeah. like a demo, there's nada. Nothing. And I asked him one time, I said, why? He said, because I don't want to inspire you to sing it the way I'm singing it. I want you to have your own. Right. And that, goes back, and that goes back with what he says. He, he says that he wants you to be your own musician and which I totally, I, I, amen. I understand, you know, you know, because it's not like you don't want to put her in the box that she hasn't, she has no freedom to, you know, and I figured when you take over that control, I guess we, when you control that situation, She's not going to be, or anybody's not going to be um, motivated to do anything, you know? Well, it's funny you bring that up because when we first started working together, I would work on, we would, there was this one 
Faith Hill song that we were working on. And he's like, well, you're singing the melody, but you're singing it just like Faith Hill. Don't do that. Right? And I'm thinking like, what's wrong with that? And right. so she's Faith Hill. Right. And like, so then he starts playing the song really, really slow. He's mm. like, something like that now. And, and I couldn't because the tempo was different. And he's like, you need to figure out who you are as an artist. Yes. Who yes. is Christina? You sing like yourself. I hadn't really figured out what my voice was then. Mm. Um, yeah. But so you said, like, starting as a karaoke singer, right. you, there's not a lot of no, room to feedback. wiggle from right. the original. Yeah. Right. And so, working with him, though, he's like, I don't want to hear that. If I want to, like, hear Faith Hill, I will go and I will play her album. I want to hear Christina. And I, it like shocked me because I'm like, uh oh, what do I do? And like, I could feel like the little, the little screws popping out of my brain. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? So I found my voice, and that was a whole process. Yeah, but but a good process, right? A great pro. Yeah. Now I don't sing like anybody. I will take a song, even when it comes to crazy. If you were to listen to that on the album, I do not mimic Patsy. Um, I, I don't mimic anybody anymore. I figured out how to sing things with my own range and my own power and my own emotions. And that's what I do now. That's, that's a fine. Um, in fact, yesterday, we uh, the Rainbow Road Club in uh, Charlestown, West Virginia. I don't know why they call that Charlestown because it's really Ripon, which is a little unincorporated blob on the map. But um patsy klein got her start there and really? the own yeah the owner of the uh establishment they're they're going to bulldoze that treasure it's an historical treasure because they're going to widen the highway oh. it's next to oh man that makes me so sad to hear so she, that i know she packed the house uh, yesterday oh, yeah. um doing all kinds of patsy klein uh you know Stuff that Patsy Cline not only recorded but did live, and and she went and got some of the obscure stuff, and it was really a really a very nice show that she put on. Uh, nice. and it's a shame that I mean we played the Rainbow Road Club, mm -hmm. and that was a real thrill. But yeah. it's a shame that that place is going to go the way of uh, history, and uh, just just for you know they want to throw down some asphalt so that people can drive on it it's so sad because you the first thing you do when you pull up there is you can just see all the Patsy Cline memorabilia it's almost like a miniature museum oh. photos of her and it's so sad like that just breaks my heart yeah all of those it feels like a lot of those older smaller venues are not around anymore like they're yeah. disappearing slowly um yeah. And that makes me kind of sad because there's there was a great um live venue here town i live in that recently closed uh, i think in part because of the pandemic right like things slowed down and then yeah. yeah um but like that was where local bands played a lot as well and i think that when we lose those small venues you lose some of the pride in your local artists i agree like yeah. the people you know your hometown heroes if you will because of everything being digital it's great right like we can find artists that we would have never found otherwise because they're on the other side of the you know world but also we lose some of that connection with 
local people in those smaller intimate venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes me really sad too. I've never been there, but now I'm sad I didn't get to go. Yeah. 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 It's, oh. uh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, uh, having played the clubs in, in New York, you know, so many of them closed down mm-hmm. um, that just, I mean, that's how artists get their, uh, you know, woodshedding is how artists grow and become good enough to go out and find their audiences. You know, you, these places are invaluable and, and uh, we, we need to keep them around. Even this digital age, you know, where everybody's, you know, um try, trying to you know uh, get their music out and all those digital platforms and youtube and all that really is spotify which our albums all those places but we even have cds you know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i guess i'm an old soul <laughs> i don't even know that that most cars have a cd player in they them don't. anymore they don't but you should say that. <laughs> she have did, you, did you just buy a car with no CD player? No, it's <laughs> funny because we we ordered our CDs and we were giving just a few out to our really close friends or supporters. And Elliot went to a local place and handed the the restaurant owner um, a CD, and he said, "Friend of mine, yeah." And he says to Elliot. How am I gonna play this? Right? It's like yeah, it's here, bro. Thanks, <laughs> but and Elliot's like, well, you can't listen to it in your truck. And he's like, No, there's a CD player in my car. And I drive around in a 1996 Jeep Cherokee. Okay. There, yes, sir. Hey. Yes, sir. I'm yeah. here for that. You're right on. Well, he tells but... me, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I have no idea. I have a 2017, but I have a CD player. Yeah. Right. yeah, I have a I have a 2019. I have a CD player. My partner just bought a 2023 car, and there is not a CD player. You could upgrade your system to get a CD player. How funny is that? That it was an upgrade. Wow. Um, but um, it's a yeah. It's just it cracks me up now. And there is something too about live performance versus even a CD, because my daughter, who's 16, she's introduced me to some musicians. And this past summer, she made me take her to a a, a show. And I liked the music fine, you know, when I listened to it on iTunes. But then in that live environment where you're with other people that are excited about the music and singing along, you feel so much more connected, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Elliot, to, not just the music, but the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember this cassette? Oh yeah, yeah. cassette. Oh yeah. yeah these are I, I, these I, are slowly coming main back, but I remember buying my TLC albums on that. Yes, yes. Uh, in one of my cars right. uh, back when I had an eight track. Yeah, my dad had a few of those. Yeah, right. I got yeah. a great. I got a great vinyl collection at home too. I yeah, see yeah. vinyl. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because I play, I any kind of music. It doesn't matter, you know. But the only kind of music that I don't click is rap, you know. Nowadays, you know. But there was yeah. something great, but but I can't say the new stuff, you know. What? But, um, yeah. So we've all been nervous, you know, during birth and here and now. 
Um, Ozzy Osbourne, Barbara Streisand also got nervous. I'm sure Chris Stapleton obviously got, I would assume, got nervous when he sang that, that uh, at a Star Spangled Banner a couple of years ago with a full. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how about y'all? Do y'all get nervous before a show, or do you, do you walk out confidently like, I'm going to kick this control in the butt, you know? It depends upon the show. Okay. Um, if uh, we're in a concert atmosphere, um, you get some butterflies. I wouldn't call it nervous, but it's that healthy kind of butterflies where you that that gets your your adrenaline flowing enough so that you really you know put out some energy for the show. Yeah. So, uh, but um, yeah, the early on. Um, I know Christina had some nerves, but she got over them real fast, and Good. she's a real pro now. And uh, huh. she she can relate to an audience far better than I can. So uh, I I sit back and 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 play the keys and sing harmonies and occasional uh, lead as she she runs the show. It's great. I I've just now, like in the last six months or so, came out of my shell and started performing and talking to the crowd and trying to relate more with them. So I'm still new at doing that. I'm far from being a pro with that, but um, I still do get nervous and it depends upon where we're playing, how many people are there, how big the venue is. Um, The last time I got actually nervous was back in September, we were putting on a Patsy Cline tribute show and I had to sing an hour worth of her music, which I, I love Patsy. She's my favorite, but I didn't realize that the venue was going to sell out. <laughs> and so I, people are like, oh, that must be Patsy. Cause I had my Western out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah that's people awesome. are pointing at me and I can hear like the, the chat and I'm like, oh, oh. So I just had this like nerves wash all over me and I was shaking and I was like, oh my God, Elliot, I don't know if I can do this. And, um, I did, I did great, but I was so scared you know, right. trying to sing a legend songs like that for a tribute concert. And it, it was on the anniversary of her birth too, September 8th. And but again, I don't mimic her. So right. you have all of these Patsy fans in there, you know, probably expecting to hear a Patsy impersonator. And I am not an impersonator, but everybody loved it. And people actually appreciated that I didn't try to mimic her. So that was that was in September, and I hope I don't get that kind of stage fright again because it's not very comfortable. <laughs> no, it's not. So, uh, so for any of our fans or or listeners listening and want to be in the inspiring musicians, uh, what can they do to get over that stage fright or or nerves if they have them? Do you have any? Because because Elliot says that you're a pro now, and you know, I mean, my biggest advice uh, to anybody that that has nerves is go out and play everywhere Mm. whether you're in like the the metro parking lot if you are at a bus stop if you are in a restaurant if you're walking around walmart sing anywhere and everywhere expose yourself to as many people as you possibly can Mm -hmm. gigs anywhere it doesn't matter if you're getting paid or not the Mm. more you do it it's going to come easier and the more eyeballs that are looking at you the quicker you start getting over it, it's just repetition. And it took me what a year and a half to get over the really bad nerves, which is so. pretty quick. Yeah, 
So you just have to. Keep it is pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. That well, is. we were putting on at the time, like four shows, three, four shows a week. And we still do. But when you do that many shows a week, you just kind of get used to, you know, you get used to it. Right now, we've lightened up a little bit so that we can work on figuring out how to promote the album. So, um, but uh, yeah, just just keep performing, keep performing, keep performing. We take whatever gigs get uh, that get thrown at us. We we work with a couple of uh, booking agents and and they they help us get gigs. And uh, you know, we have regular places now that we play and. We developing a little bit of a following, and it's you know, it's, it's great. It takes time, it takes patience, and you have to believe in yourself. And once again, we gotta give a big shout out to Mr. Caden Gordon, because you know, he's great. He, he, I found you all through him. So yay, Caden! Yeah. yeah. I'm. You said that you guys have you know do three, four performances a week, and you also talked about practicing a lot. Um. So, you know, we talk about mental health care around here a lot and taking care of your mental well-being. I think vocal care is something, too, that a lot of people don't really focus on or talk about a lot. So what when you're singing that much, what do you do to make sure that you keep your your voice healthy as well? Um, I make sure that I'm always hydrated. Um, hydration is the key to really healthy vocal cords. And there are the days that I feel a little bit strained or I feel like I've sang too much. I will tell Elliot, I don't really want to work on this song because I know that I can't hit it. I can't hit those notes and I don't want to strain myself and damage anything. Mm -hmm. And then there's days where I just don't sing at all. I just need some vocal rest. Um, if I know that we have a three or four hour show coming up, what I'll try to do is for the first few days before the show, start prepping my vocal cords, sing two hours at home, three hours at home, get with him and rehearse not, for not a few hours. Have, not if you have three or four of them on a weekend. But we've no, actually had... Will, I will work my vocal cords up to the point that they can sustain right. four plus hours of singing. Well, we've actually, in many occasions, done two shows in one day. Six hours of music. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot yeah, for yeah. even, I mean, talking, singing... <clears throat> But what's really Being on like that? What's really important, though, is rest, sleep. Yeah, is is good nutrition and <laughs> staying fit. Exercise mm -hmm. is extremely important. Well, it's it's interesting because with mental health, we also I also talk about that like well, mental health is health, mm -hmm. but also hydration, nutrition, and sleep are like the most mm -hmm. important things you can do for your mental health your physical health and it sounds like vocal health goes right along. And I I'll tell him sometimes where I'm just like physically drained. I will tell him, I don't want to rehearse today. I, my body is telling me that I need to rest and I'm going to listen to my body and he respects that. And then the next day I feel brand new again. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you have to listen to your body. Yeah. Yes. And your brain, like if you are tired or you need a break from whatever the thing is, take it because i think you would probably agree that when you take those breaks you're a better performer absolutely afterwards than if you had just pushed through because that's and if what you was... don't you're going to burn yourself out mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not going anywhere so i don't want to get burned out <laughs> yeah no i i'm right here with you on that being burned out sucks 
because um, I'm mm. I think we all get there sometimes, right? Where oh, we just yeah. do so so much um that that we get tired and then we don't love what we do anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um so I'm curious anything else you would love to share with our well, well I do have something um uh Christina. Have you tried pineapple juice? Because I heard that that's a that's a very good um, throat coat, I guess. And I heard that works like tremendously well. Yeah. Um, I have not tried pineapple, but I do drink a I do drink hot tea pretty much every night. Right. Um, Manuka honey in that tea. Um, sometimes I add some lemon juice to it. Seldom, it just depends, but. No, I never add lemon when I'm at your house, but sometimes when I'm home, I'll have some lemon in my tea, but it's usually hot tea with honey. Yeah. And yeah honey is great. I love tea. Like, yeah. yeah. Honey is really good for your throat. And yeah. I'm a huge coffee drinker too, but I will enjoy hot tea, especially after shows. Mm. And yeah. what about like, I know you all have performed a lot at breweries, wineries, bars those kind of places so yeah. when you're performing what are you drinking <laughs> wine or whiskey or no, no, just like mm. i'm not i drink beer i'm not gonna lie i drink beer but i don't drink to the point where i'm like getting loopy a hey, where i'm getting loopy or anything like that i will drink beer and um water <laughs> yeah water is probably the best beer ever you know i mean I don't know. I mean, it depends on the beer. It can be yeah. beer can be quite enjoyable. <laughs> Luna. But but like the song on our album says, you used to I drink used whiskey. To drink whiskey, yes. Right. But I don't anymore. Uh, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, it's I funny. like whiskey. It's, it's indirectly that song brought us to Caden because we put that song. Actually, you put that song on uh, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It got over 10,000 views on our nice. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a really great uh, Western swing singer named Eric Diamond. And uh, he's he, he's um, he, he's really carved a name for himself. He heard I used to drink whiskey and got in touch with me because he wanted to know who the writer was. And he asked me if at some point down the road... Yeah. He, he 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 might be able to record it if he wanted. And I said, "Be my guest, sure." <laughs> and then talking with him, he introduced us to oh, Kate yeah. Gordon. Yeah. So that's, sorry, we've got that's fine. They got dogs Luna. there. Everybody, yeah, no, the dogs are. Everybody <laughs> listening to the audio. They got dogs, so I mean, we gotta give the dogs. Some, yes. You know? Well, so, the Amazon guy sorry. just dropped a package. Oh, yeah. Of course, so they're like. Of course well, because they're protecting you. Yeah, they are saving you from the package inevitable made. death by the delivery of <laughs> yeah. of whatever item is coming from yes. Amazon. I <clears throat> I'm amazed. I mean, how many times my dogs have saved my life by barking? Mm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. um, I don't know, do you all have any other things that you would like for our audience to hear before we? Actually, we do have one more question. Well, we'll get that. Yeah, but do they? Oh, yeah, do you yeah, guys have yeah. anything else yeah. you want to share with us? 
I'm impressed with you two. Y'all have asked us questions that we've never been asked for before. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you your question, you have great questions. Yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. James has one last question that he always asks that yeah. I love. Hardest question of the day or the night, depending on where you are. I don't know. I guess it's still sunny where you are or no. Is it nighttime? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hardest question of the night. It's it's coming up. Uh, so I have clinical depression, and I believe Amanda does too. I'm not going to speak for her. I, yeah, I have bipolar disorder. Bipolar. Okay. Uh, so. so there are times when I go to songs that I can't really explain it to other people. Are, is there an album, a song, or artist that you can think of right now that you can listen to it, but you can't tell me, Elliot, Christina, Amanda, how it makes you feel deep inside your soul? It's so ingrained in you. Oh, my. Uh... I mean, I've been there. I Yeah. I um, was in a really nasty situation five years ago when I left my marriage. And so there was very specific artists that I would go and I would listen to them because mm -hmm. it was like they were speaking to me <laughs> and it just somehow or another, even though they made me cry, it yeah. was, they helped, it, it helped me deal with my emotions. So mm -hmm. I completely understand. Yeah. Do you, are we, can we know the artist or no? Well, I'll tell you uh, one song that really, in, in that particular kind of emotional um, framework, um, Chris Christopherson's helped me make it through the night. Mm. Yes. That's, uh, that song gets me every time. And there's, there's, uh, I would, I would listen to a lot of the, the Patsy Klein songs because it, it just made me feel more at home and even a lot of the Loretta Lynn songs. I love her too. She's great. <laughs> yeah. And some of the really heartbreak songs of the 90s mm. because they're just they're so relatable. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. I well, everybody is depressed now, so thank you. Here's what I love about those no, but, yeah, songs, though, yeah. is I wouldn't even call them depressing as much as like no, you it, feel I mean, seen or heard or like yeah. you you're like, oh, somebody else gets it. You're right. not and alone. Here, no. And sometimes you can't put it in your own words, so you've got to have someone else's music and words because yeah. sometimes your well, words right. fail. And most of all, thank you, thank you so much, Christina, for saying that. Because a lot of people think they're, they're that they're alone fighting their battle. They 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 don't have to do it alone, but they're not alone, you know. Right. So yeah, cool. Well, there's members of my immediate family uh, that are well. My my mom's no longer around, but this is she was. Oh, now a kitty. Yeah, <laughs> kitty kitty. This is Lily. Hey, Lily. <laughs> So yeah, it's, um, I think, and I, I, we talk a lot about mental health around here because it's, mm. we don't talk about it enough as a culture. And so you're why. absolutely right. And, yeah. um, it, it drives me a little, a little nutty, if you will, um, <laughs> when people don't talk about it and, uh, 
I felt so alone for so long because I thought like, oh, if I tell someone that I, you know, have bipolar, then they're going to judge me or think that I'm less than or, you know, that I'm not whatever. But the reality is, is that if I had cancer or diabetes, I wouldn't feel like I couldn't tell someone. And, you know, like I said, mental health is health. And it's an it illness. It's as important as, as your bodily health is and your mental health, they're in intertwined. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're, mm -hmm. Man, I mean, I don't know about you, but like when my brain, when I get stressed or anxious, like I feel it in my body. Oh, um, yeah. I do right? Like it's so, yeah, it's just they're all, they're all together. So thank you, though, so much for being here. Thank you and, for uh, having us. Sharing. This has been an awesome interview. It really has. We've really That's enjoyed true. meeting you and speaking with you. And gosh, such amazing questions. And uh, really um, hope to meet you all sometime. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully I can come After on the next show next month and uh, we'll definitely get together, you know. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just come okay. up to the mountains of West Virginia hey, and there we go. get away we can from all the Texas yeah, yeah. So wait. almost heaven, West Virginia. John did man. Oh, oh yeah. man, I even know that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that I don't know, but I know that. You know that, that is. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for for sharing your music with us. We really appreciate it, y'all. Um, listening, go check out Mission Road and um, their new and album. All I want to say is their album. Yeah. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah. 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 So um, it is spectacular. Uh, take some time to listen to it and listen to those words because I think that you will really enjoy it. So thank you guys thank you. again for joining us. All right. Thank you for having yeah. us. And until next pleasure. time, everybody, always remember when words sell, music speaks. There you go. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so me. much. Love Appreciate me. it. Yeah. Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, this is like fantastic. Now that the camera's not on it, like yeah. recording, this has been our best interview so far. Yeah. Really? Nice. Just wonderful. Yeah. Thanks. You're able to ask very challenging questions yeah. yet, yet uh, make uh, us feel so at ease. Yeah, comfortable. So really, that's Good. a, that's a that's talent. The... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because I get I, uh... Cause I find that, that my interviews are like, like kind of like a like a like a pressure point, you know. It's like, <gasps> what are the guys? You know, I I feel the need to uh, to make my guests all feel welcome, you know. Cause I understand what it feels like get beat, interviewed, and put and put on the spot sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. No, I find that the questions that are just a little off. I I work in the mental health field. I'm a, a mental health coach, and I work with people who have complex post traumatic stress disorder. And I found that, you know, you could ask like, well, tell me about your trauma. Or you could say like, man, it's, you know, it makes sense that you experience that based on your history. So what are some ways that you can get over that? Like that's a little overcomplicated, but instead of focusing on the like huge, if you look at the little, sometimes you get the whole bigger picture. Right. Like, it's all about how you word stuff too. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've done, uh, we've done shows um there's a that patsy klein tribute the other performer was doing a, a don williams tribute mm -hmm. his name is old uh good old country and um 
he died on the same day that Patsy was born. So on that September 8th, we did a, a dual tribute, Don Williams and Patsy Cline. But that guy, he does a lot of, uh, and we, we've, we've gone along with him doing benefit concerts. For, it's called Guitars for Vets, where the, oh. the money is, goes to buying guitars for veterans that have PTSD and that's therapy, music yeah. therapy for them. Oh, oh yeah, huge. definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. My partner is a is retired army. Uh-huh. Um, and so he mm-hmm. loves music. So that may be something he could get yeah. involved PTSD with. PTSD is no joke. I have a little bit of it from being an abusive marriage. So no, you don't have a little bit. You have it. I'm got, we're not going to minimize trauma around here. I will not allow it. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that here. <laughs> we don't a little bit anything like you have it. And we're going to honor that. And it's fine. It's not fine. But yeah, sorry. That is like a hot button for me. Like, nope, you get to own that. And it (laughs) exists. And there is no like, I, my trauma doesn't count because it wasn't as bad as no, it's trauma and it affects your brain and your body. So I'm sorry that you experienced any of that. And also it, it appears that you are working through it beautiful. Oh yeah, the music oh, yeah. is yeah, really yeah. has yeah. been what has healed me. And I still have a ways to go, but oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my um, mom my mom was borderline schizophrenic. <clears throat> so uh, she had uh severe bipolar and she had a nervous breakdown mm. and mm. I, yeah. We are about a week away from the anniversary of what I like to say is the day that I decided the the day I almost died and the day I decided to live. Yeah. Wow. So March 3rd, 2016 was the day I planned my death. And it was also mm-hmm. the day that I decided that I was going to not die. Got yeah, help. Yeah. So God yeah. bless you. Yes. Yeah. So and I, I bless you for a reason. Yeah, there you go. And oh, I'm, you know, it's interesting. The reason I didn't was because I heard a voice and it for me, it was the Holy Spirit. It was not like a voice in my head, like, but it said, I'm not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I just got like the best chill. I know, right? It so is, it that is. is why I'm here is because someone somewhere, somehow I got the message that the world is not done with me yet and I need to stay. And then I found her. Right. He's mine. Actually, I think I found you. And then <laughs> yeah, you. Because yeah, uh, Amanda interviewed me. And we talked uh, like four hours after the interview, so it was like, yeah, we just like instant connection. So, yeah, so thank you guys so much. We'll let you yes. get back to your regularly yeah. scheduled programs. And I enjoyed seeing your your animals, right? <laughs> make me, I think one of my dogs was whining at the door, but uh, uh and I muted for a minute because my daughter got home and they got so excited to see her. Uh, so, okay. um Thank you so much. So if Thank this you. is okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna release this tomorrow on Great. on audio yeah. and in video sometime after tomorrow. Is that okay? Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Okay. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll share it on our various uh, social media platforms. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, y'all. So, y'all being thank great. Thank you guys so much y'all again. Appreciate great. it. If yeah. you guys thank make you. it to Texas, yes, let we, me we let that. us know. Or okay. South Carolina or. Yeah, Hopefully, you will be all over I, the country very I can soon. Come down to Texas. 
I mean, that's my hometown, so man, yeah, this, I, I, mean, <laughs> I need to go to South Carolina. It's been a minute, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Have a great Thanks rest all. of your evening. Thank you, you too. y'all, too. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.